So Ted Kaczynski. I'm going to keep that in. <laughs> let me let me start you and you take the handoff. Are you ready? Uh, fuck. So Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski. Born... You didn't take the handoff. No, you, I'm, you don't I'm need doing to it my way. I'm doing it my way. I'm doing it my way. I'm doing it my way. We'll do it live. It's a conspiracy. You're going to have to edit this all out. I'm not. Uh, you are. I, yes, absolutely. You are. Yes, you are. We're, the, we're the, fucking professionals. The longer you do this, God the worse it. it's going to sound. Ted Kaczynski was born in Chicago on May 2nd, 1942. He was the oldest child of a Polish-American working class couple. And for all accounts, he had a, a very general... Uh, his parents were very loving. Uh, now, they did push him academically, but... Uh, wasn't abused. Uh, you know, there's no red flags in his childhood. Now, at the age of nine months, he was hospitalized with hives. And I and the reason I bring this up is because this comes up time and time and time again to try to paint a picture of why Ted Kaczynski was the way he was. Try to find answers. Try to find yeah. answers, right? And this seems to be something that, and I don't think that it's even something that, you know, people are grasping at straws. This is something that his mother, like, like said quite often, yeah. um, especially to, to Kaczynski's brother, David. And so, yeah. So back in 1942, uh, Kaczynski, Ted Kaczynski was hospitalized with hives. And so like any good parents, they took him to the doctor, took him to the hospital and he was inpatient, um, in the hospital for seven days. And yeah. because the 1940s were a lot different in yeah. terms of medicine, the parents could only visit twice very and for very short periods of time. And so Kaczynski's uh, kept in a room or with other children and and doesn't have any social interactions uh, for, for so doesn't have any parental during, affection parental affection yeah. uh, social interactions for the first nine for the for within at nine months for seven yeah. days and yes. so when he came back home from the hospital when he was released uh, his mother claims that he changed he became a lot more distant um, he was very clingy to her now we uh, don't and I want to take this like obviously. We, anybody listening to this, doesn't know what Ted was like as an infant before and after this, other than his close family. According to his mother, he was a a blossoming baby boy. He laughed, he giggled, he was hitting all of his milestones, yeah. those kind of things. And then when he comes back, he's not giggly, he's not laughing, he's very distant, um, and 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 temper tantrums, uh, and and. Uh, and then actually clinging to his mother uh, more than he would have done before. And so yeah. there's a belief that this caused abandonment issues. Now, personally, I don't believe that in the first nine months of your life that it's going to cause problems later in childhood, maybe for a very well, short period of time, and, but not to the point where this is what created the unibody. Now, and I, 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 I guess I disagree in the sense that I think the more accurate, like, we don't know, but I, me and JJ both agree that 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 can't necessarily be all of it because because just the fact that there are many people who have been separated from their parents at young ages for longer and they don't have the same issues. So I 
we think that there's more to it than that, at least. I, I very much believe that. I don't even think it plays a part. I don't even think it's a piece of the puzzle. I just think this is I, this is a mother looking for her, looking back to see well, why and, and her, her to, child yeah. is socially awkward. Maybe not Unabomber, but that was one of the things that. Yeah. Why is Ted different? Like I remember that being one of the things yeah. that was asked among the family, specifically right. Ted's brother. It and was. This was yep. the, well, this is the. It was because of this event, well, and I don't buy that. I don't that's buy it. You don't have to. I mean, and and it. I, I think really my point is that it's it's somewhat non-consequential to what we're going to talk about because something made Ted the way that he is. And what we're going to be discussing is... Do we, you, do we you both, think that it had an effect? Was it a I piece of I think it had an effect, yeah. Because okay. like childhood trauma at any age for any amount of time um, is is like observable. That's a very, very real specific thing. Again, yeah, obviously this was a very short time. Um, and... But... I just I don't think we can completely discount it and say that it wasn't the case. I, I I think we can both agree for sure that it wasn't the full case. And and you you can agree with that saying that it wasn't any part of it. And I can say that it wasn't the full thing. Okay. All right. So so I, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. Just just that is something that comes up on different podcasts and it, on different uh, and biographies. Could, yeah. And and I think people can you know I think people have pointed to that and they've said like, oh, what made Ted Ted? What made him do what he did? Well, um, you know early abandonment issues and it's again i i think my it could have been we don't know but i think my my issue is that again like we said it was the 1940s it was a seven-day quarantine when he was young he can't have been the only person in the world to to have to get hives and go to the hospital and be separated for seven days right around that age like it definitely could have had something to do with it. We don't know. We can't say for certain, but there were other factors that we'll get into. Ted Kaczynski graduated high school at the age of 15, and he set out for Harvard at the age of 16. And so I want to just kind of get into his college years, uh, the the Harvard years, the Michigan uh, years, and I'm going to kind of do a, a very broad scope of, of, of his college years. So Ted Kaczynski was accepted on scholarship to Harvard University, and he was seen as an intellect, but he was socially reserved. I think he was living in the dorms. You have to understand he was going to Harvard, Massachusetts when he's from Chicago, Illinois. So he actually went a long way away from home and by himself, again, isolated. And he graduated from Harvard in those three years to go and then went to go attend the University of Michigan, where he got his master's and doctoral degree in mathematics. Yep. And he finished both of them within five years. One thing I found out about Ted Kaczynski is that he was not a very good student. Like he, his GPA was, I think, like a 3.2. So he was, and, it was, and I think he got a I think he got a B minus in mathematics. So he was not a, which to me tracks with Ted Kaczynski is that he can make this incredible thesis. He can make this, he, he's so intelligent, but he's not going to apply himself. He's well, not going to do what the man again, or whoever well, no, tells it, him to not, do. I, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily, um, I, I don't think it's, it's like rebelling. I think it's that he was probably incredibly bored with first of all, like undergrad level, even advanced mathematics, he was so much so far beyond even, that. He was even when he bored. was a, even he, when he was a graduate student, a doctoral even student, that. he did not get well, good grades because he was still probably bored. That's that's probably so far beneath his intellect. Honestly, that might be part of it. I, I think that, that's the that, case. Yes. So like, I've been so bored in classes. I'm I'm not a super intelligent person, but I even I have been bored in classes that I know a great deal about. Uh, that's fair. 
That's and true. and I haven't done well because I'm bored. That's I, true. I can't imagine somebody like Ted Kaczynski doing well in a class where you're going over any level of basics. Right. So after his doctoral degree, Kaczynski moves to and starts teaching at the University of California, Berkeley, and he does so from 1967 to 1969. Now he is praised by the staff for his ability to solve questions. Uh, equations, excuse me, but again, he's a terrible teacher. He taught straight from the book. He avoided contact with students, and uh, people described him. If he was on RateMyProfessor.com, first of all, no chili peppers. Yeah. Actually, you know what, Ted, young Ted, there's a couple pictures of young Ted Kaczynski. Young Ted? Not terrible. He looked like any white guy from the 60s. Yeah. Like, like that's, yeah. He, he had no physical deformities, so, yes, and they yes. all looked the same, yes, so exactly. he was like, fine. So, uh, so again, very awkward. People didn't really care for him, and he actually did resign uh, after two years and left mathematics, and he sta- it stated in his journal that he only took this job in order to save up for a plot of land. Uh, there was a lot of times where when he was wronged, he took it very personally, that he was very... Um, I want to say sensitive to being wronged. He didn't have a good uh, uh, structure. He didn't. He didn't have a good support system. So when he got upset, like he got in at least in his mind, like he started getting like homicidal yeah. uh, uh, urges or homicidal like visions, at, and, at least thoughts. Yeah, he had, yeah, he had yeah. very very graphic thoughts. Uh, not only during his child, uh, not only during his, like middle school, high school years, but also into college. And I yeah. think. That uh, I I think this this wilderness and I know he was quoted saying that you know when he's in the wilderness he 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 could die tomorrow and he wouldn't care because he's just so lost in it in the moment and that just is kind of Ted Kaczynski he doesn't care about the modernization um, and well, then even when he was in college he really yeah, did not and, like that 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 not socialization just, I mean, not, not necessarily just Ted Kaczynski it's it, it's a whole movement the the naturalist you know like it, Thoreau inspired thousands of people to to you know at least strive towards that kind of life not all of them were the unabomber (laughs) like like it's it's not weird that he wanted to live off the grid necessarily and and not weird that he wanted to connect with nature and go out and do that but it it does factor into the whole makeup of ted i would agree with you and so he purchases a plot of land in Lincoln, Montana, and he builds a small cabin. He actually builds it by himself, and it's 10 feet by 14 feet. Now, there's no electricity. There's no running water. And, in fact, all the only heat that comes from it is from a wood-burning stove. He grew vegetation, hunted small animals. And it, although, despite living in the wilderness, Ted Kaczynski was not alone. And that's something that I think, especially in the early 90s when, when, when he was caught, there was this misconception that he's literally in the middle of nowhere by himself. Yeah, like a... A weird, like, uh, hermit. Yes. You know, and he wasn't. Now, Ted Kaczynski, uh, a couple of his n- interactions with his neighbors, one of them was, and I'm not sure if he was just logging on his property, but he had some sort of uh, a logging machine. Um, but Some but, sort of industrialization. Some sort of, yes. Well, and, but specifically. And it was yeah. weird he didn't like that. Yeah. So uh, I believe he actually went and put sand in the gas can, and it actually ruined the machine. It, yeah, um, in the tank. In yeah. the tank, yes. Yeah. And there was another situation where some, some of his... Some of his neighbors were riding dirt bikes yep. down his private road, and he ended up when they were when they yeah. were gone for the day. He ended up taking an axe and then uh, chopping down not the door, but like actually a part of the wall of the cabin. Yeah, and and then when it messed stuff up, so he's very angry at this. And I think what re- what one thing that they point to of what really. 
sent him over the edge was um, that over the years uh, it kept getting destroyed and there was this industrial growth and one of his it's, favorite spots yeah. was turned into a parking lot. So in 1978, Ted Kaczynski actually moved back to Chicago to earn money. He would do this, he would go do odd jobs, but this was the first time that he returned home in some time. So this was seven years into the cabin, understanding that he needed money because again, Ted Kaczynski didn't have a job. He didn't have regular employment. And in fact, most of the money that Ted Kaczynski had throughout his life was given to him by his parents. He actually started working at his brother and, fa and father's rubber factory where his brother was actually a supervisor and he goes on a date with another woman supervisor and and Ted was all happy because he had gone on a date and they, they actually went out a couple times and he got a kiss and he was all happy and frolicky about it until it didn't work out because, again, they didn't have anything in common because Ted Kaczynski is not a socialized right. kind of weirdo who's got a really high intelligence. And, and, and this is like the nerdiest insult thing I could possibly think of is he goes and writes and posts nasty limericks about her throughout the plant. That's And, and I'm not going to argue against this this at all like i think the general consensus is that he's like he's the prototype for like you know internet incels like it, it, if 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 ted kaczynski had the internet if ted kaczynski could get on a message board with other incels i don't think he probably would have bombed people now ted kaczynski's first bomb is sent on may 25th 1978 and it's actually a package found at the university of illinois outside a mailbox with a return address that was to a professor at northwestern university because they couldn't fit the package into the 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 uh, uh, the mailbox, yeah. they actually went and returned it to the professor um, who the return address was. Now, the professor doesn't recognize his handwriting on the package, and he calls campus security by a gentleman named of Terry Marker. Terry opens up the package, and it actually contains a small pipe bomb, and it goes off, but he actually has only minor injuries. Yeah. All right. So a couple about less than a year later on May, May 9th, 1979, a graduate student by the name of John Harris finds a cigar box outside of his office. He opens it up and it turns out to be another pipe bomb that doesn't explode, but he does have superficial burns. Now, when we well, get, it must have exploded a little bit. Uh, it did not <laughs> blow up. It yeah, did. It, it didn't fully explode. It didn't fully explode. Yes. But, yeah. So it wasn't a dud, but it did. Uh, he had burns, but as you'll find later in Ted Kaczynski's bombings, um, those bombings got a lot more severe. Yeah, including actual body count. Like, right? Yeah. And yes, yes. So uh, that same year, 1979, in November 15th, uh, Kaczynski sends a pipe bomb in the mail, which ends up on American Airline Flight 444. And the bomb is fashioned with a barometer that's set to detonate once it reaches cruising alt altitude of 35,000 feet. The bomb partially detonates in the cargo hold and smoke fills the passenger cabin. The flight has to make an emergency landing and 12 passengers are treated for smoke inhalation. Now, when they, when they started reviewing this bomb, um, had it detonated properly, it actually would have been a catastrophic event. Not not sure if it would have taken it down, and that's uh, but it from, but it would have been a, a a huge incident. From what I remember about like the, this case and the research is that um really they're obviously they you know they like the the government in general and, and the police cared about um the early bombs, but um it wasn't ne necessarily a story. It wasn't a, th a connected thing. It wasn't a, a big thing really until the airline bombs. That was that was the big. The airline bomb was a big one. But at this time, they didn't connect any of the bombs together. Yeah, right, exactly. And I think, if I remember correctly, with the the, the university, the first two, um, it was just 
essentially handled by local police. It was yes, yeah. I was handled by the the campus security. Yeah, um, because they were being sent through the mail. They're handled by the USPS, right. whatever their investigation. Yeah. Exactly, uh, tool but it, but it was is. much more local. Now it was localized. It wasn't until until the fourth bomb, which was sent to the president of United Airways, a gentleman by the name of. Percy Wood was sent a letter stating that he would receive a book of social significance. When he received the book, it was a hollowed out copy of Ice Brothers, and when opened, the book exploded. Now Wood. Wood, yes. <laughs> so so at first, none of the wood, none of them are connected, uh, but they did have similar similar characteristics that they were made of wood. Yeah. Um, and they were low quality wood. Um the they really believed that Percy Wood was given it because he has the last name Wood. Right. Um, and, and, uh, all the bombs were crudely created. They, uh, specifically the soldering, um, it was made by somebody who really didn't know what they were doing in terms of making a bomb enough that it could explode enough to make an exploding bomb that Absolutely. could hurt people. Yeah. Uh, it made but, a scrap metal and it had a homemade insulator, but the, I mean, still like not fully exploding enough to injure people, but if they had fully exploded, they would have been, you know, serious devices. Yes, and that, so after the fourth bomb was discovered, that's where they connect all the four bombs, and that's where the name the Unabomber comes into play. Now, the next three bombs were sent to uh, Vanderbilt, uh, and then at the uh, California Berkeley, and they were all targeting science, uh, computers, and electrical engineers. And, yeah. it, and in 1985, he sends, and this is interesting, is that in 1985, he sends four bombs, one of which actually ki- makes his first kill. It kills a man by the name of Hugh Scranton outside of his Sacramento computer store. As he goes on, these bombs are getting more sophisticated. Um, they're containing chemicals like uh, potassium sulfate, uh, potassium chloride. Um, of these well, four JJ, bombs, let me just say everything contains chemicals. But, all right, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, originally, these bombs were just—I mean, a pipe bomb is very simple, right? Yeah. You, 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 put, yeah. You, it goes to the path of least resistance, and then it blows up. Yeah. You basically make a compression area, exactly. and then fill it with things that it, it react together and explode. So at this time, he starts putting in shrap metal. He starts putting it in, in the bombs. He starts—he's getting better at building bombs, and yeah. these and these incidents that are now happening are leading to amputation of hands and fingers um, and fatality and and and, yeah. and and finally in the case of Hugh Scranton he lands uh, uh, he actually gets to a fatality the next bomb after Hugh Scranton was actually in 1987 so we've gone and he would go anywhere from uh, a year two years on average it was two it was a year and a half to two years between bombs except in 1985 when he sent four bombs Um, now the the now we're getting to the Unabomber sketch. So in 1987, uh, Gary Wright, who is another computer a computer store, he owns a computer store. Uh, he notices a small wooden box with four nails protruding outside of it. As he goes to pick it up, the bomb explodes. And this is and if, if there's some uh, the, uh, there's a Netflix documentary that had it. They actually show the wounds. Uh, there was actually over 200 pieces of shrap metal that had to be removed from his arm, legs, torso, and face, and he had to have over a dozen surgeries to recover apparently he would just be years later he would just be shaving and and would hit a uh, piece of wood and have to pull it out of his skin because it was so deeply embedded into his skin the reason i bring this up and and talk about this one is because at this time there's actually an eyewitness account for the first time ever somebody sees the unabomber and it's a secretary across the street sees kazensky plant the bomb as he's wearing a hooded sweatshirt aviator sunglasses but that's when the sketch is made and that's where that famous 
that famous Unabomber sketch comes from is from this this eyewitness account. After he's he's ID'd or after the the sketch gets out, mm-hmm. um, he he waits six years before bombing again. Um, the next two bombs were delivered in 1993. One was June 22nd, and the other one was June 24th. And these next two victims were a lot different than 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 folks who had before one was a gen a, uh, a geneticist who was researching down syndrome at the university of cal lost three fingers um, another one was a yale computer uh, science professor who lost his right hand so uh, these bombs are getting a lot more dangerous and its final two bombs are fatal so in december of 94 uh, he bomb he sends a bomb to an advertising executive who is rumored to have helped with the Exxon Mobil cleanup or Exxon Mobil to help clean up their image. That bomb contained razor blades, metal nails, and it almost decapitated the man that it was sent to. It opened in his kitchen right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then the last one uh, was on April uh, April of 1995. Uh, it was part of the it was a gentleman who belonged to. Uh, the California uh, Forestry Forestry Association. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he opens it, it actually almost it destroys the entire office, and it actually ended up being the most powerful bomb yeah. uh, to date. In June 1995, Kaczynski sends his 3,500 word manifesto, the industrial so- the industrial society and its future, to the Washington Post and the New York Times, and threatens to bomb unspecified location if his work isn't published. Yep. And in fact, I even think he went so far as to say he would stop if he got yes. these things published. Yes. Uh, both papers, uh, several months later in September, both papers actually do publish it. And I think it was like 11 pages. I, um, yeah, you're right. And I, I think the, if I'm not mistaken, the USA Today published it first. And um, they... It was the Washington or, sorry, Post sorry, and the New York meant, Times. Sorry, Washington Post. It, they published it first. Um, and uh, it was, that's a... a that was like a huge, you know, decision. Obviously, they were working with Janet Reno and yes. other, you know, they like they were working with the FBI um, to to make this decision because, again, you know, the press is like the most important tool that we have, and they need to to keep they they need to keep their standards. Like, you you can't publish something because somebody tells you to publish it because somebody threatens you, and they they did end up you know going with it's going to potentially prevent loss of life which makes sense but that's a, that's a tough thing that's a very difficult decision to yeah. make. like being in that room would be a very difficult decision to make because at what point do are are is the unabomber holding uh media yeah. hostage, hostage? Yeah. and and also it, does it set a precedent yeah absolutely and that's tough that's that's an extremely tough decision yeah obviously it is but to their credit and with i think some of the urging of janet reno and the fbi um, the Department of Defense, uh, they do actually do end up publishing it uh, several months later uh, and, and in their September 19th edition. And I think one of the ter- the, the factors that led to that was that, um, it, you know, it was presented to them, this might help people, somebody recognize well, their that, writing too. Yes, that was a big thing. So, Because at this time, they had nothing. Because yeah. one thing we didn't talk about was Ted Kaczynski put in false clues all the time. There was no traces of DNA. There was no fingerprints um there was nothing on any of these bombs that could identify him and then Ted Kaczynski just to screw with them would send them would put false uh uh evidence in there put little notes and stuff read uh stamp it as exactly you know in weird things I think I even read the read that he went to 
uh, a truck stop bathroom and got pubes from the from a bathroom stall yeah. and put it in the bomb just to screw with people. Yep. So, you know, at this point, the FBI had no earthly idea who this person was, motivations. And, and having somebody who you, you know, you identify and believe is the person sending these bombs reach out to publications to publish his manifesto, um, you know, that unfortunately that's probably the best lead you're gonna have yeah you know and 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 it ended up working out as they they suspected it might right but we'll get into that now ted kaczynski's sister-in-law starts pushing uh ted's brother david to explore the possibility that ted is the unabomber yeah once it's published she reads it first she uh there so there's so they actually his sister pushed that he might be the unabomber for some time like yeah, she, no no i know but, but what i'm saying is she she well, okay, yeah, before the publishing. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. She she was saying this sounds like Ted's ideas. Yes, you know, that's exactly yeah. it, yes. And then when it was published, she's like, dude, David, like, look at the writing. Look at, you, you have something from Ted that looks a lot like this. And even after after they read it, after D- David read the manifesto, read uh, Industrial Society and Its Future, he still was not convinced. No. I, I remember I remember hearing um, him say he he went from I, I think he initially was like it's like a one in a thousand chance there's yeah. no reason to you know ruin Ted's life and yeah. our life um, at, to a certain point he got to okay it's like a it's it's like a fifty percent chance and at that point they it proceeded was, with it so it wasn't until he he so. Uh, their mother was actually sick mm-hmm. and was in the hospital, and so David goes and travels to Chicago, to to Illinois, yep. to to help out his mother. And while his mother's in the hospital, he's looking through some th- some of his mother's things, and what he finds is a letter from Ted Kaczynski, and it was a twenty-two page early draft of his manifesto and it had pretty much the same ideas uh it was just kind of an earlier draft version that he had sent and at that point that's when uh david calls the fbi and it on april 3rd 1996 fbi fbi agents arrest kaczynski in his cabin in montana uh they find a among other things they find a completed bomb uh they find bomb making materials and then they find 40,000 pages of his journal a third of which are in a mathematical code by the New York Times and the Washington Post publishing this, that's what eventually ended up getting uh, Ted Kaczynski caught. So in 1998, he enters a plea deal. Um, listening back to our legacy episodes, uh, I'm just I'm I. It was it's jarring that you know we had the um, let's the get ready to rumble and bell, and I just uh, I just think that that we're better served not doing that. So we're just gonna get right into it. Are we gonna do a transition? No. Round one. Fight. During his time, I believe it was an undergrad, right? When he was at Harvard. When he was 16, 17 year yes. old, years old at Harvard. So when he, when he was at Harvard, he took part in um, a psychological uh, uh, research study. He um, signed up to be um, to be a participant in a study, and given the year or the time period in the the um, it would have been early 60s, right? Um, late 60s, 1960. Well, that's when he was teaching. Oh, you're right. You're right. So it would have been early 60s. Yeah, early 60s. Maybe even late 50s, but probably early 60s. Um, uh, So given that time, um, a lot of people point to the possibility of this being an MKUltra, some MKUltra experimentation. And if you're not familiar with MKUltra, shame on you. Um, No, I'm just kidding. But if you're not familiar with MKUltra, it's worth a Google. Basically, and this is valid and proven, this this was occurring some places. Um, The U.S. government... Was was doing tests um, on 
private uh, college students. It's but one of the things that happened was that th- that the CIA was was pumping large amounts of money to universities to try and get this information, uh, uh, if this would work or not. And so it's very hard to know exactly the scope of what MKUltra was. Uh, we'll do an MKUltra episode. I think that could even be a two-parter. How far did this go? What exactly yeah. did it do? Because the, the argument can't be whether it existed or not. Oh, it did which, exist, yeah. Which the thing is, I mean, not too long ago, it would have been, because not all conspiracies are bullshit. Right. Um, and so so to, to wrap it back down to Ted Kaczynski, there was a gentleman by the name of Henry Murray, who's a chief psychologist, researcher, at Harvard University, uh, Kaczynski was recruited with uh, into Murray study. So Kaczynski didn't just sign up for this. Uh, Kaczynski was recruited to do this in his second year of Harvard. And the study was 22 undergraduates were asked to write detailed essays about their worldview and personal philosophy, and were told that they were going to defend their ideas against another student. Yep. Students were set it, sit in front of bright lights wired to electrodes, and then sat in front of a two-way mirror. The research team would then attack and destroy each individual's essay and go to the to the point of verbal abuse. Yep. I mean, they would and attack the And this character. is recorded as well. There's actually, if you, if you listen, you can actually hear um, the way that Ted Kaczynski responds to this criticism, and it's pretty incredible. It is. It yep. is. And 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 I because they weren't just attacking, like, the ideas. It was, you're an idiot for thinking this. Like, you're, like, like why would any uh, self-righteous person believe what you believe so it was uh very pointed and very attacked and the goal was to try to assess the value of interrogation techniques for law enforcement and national security and that makes sense why people think that this might have had something to do with mk ultra because it sounds very national security it sounds very you know well governmental the, like. the techniques were designed to break enemy agents and damage exactly. their belief systems i mean you can you can kind of see you know if, if you have a captured soviet can we reprogram him, his belief system, so that then we can what, get what information? What does it take to break down a belief system? Absolutely. Is, is the question. And and, and particularly in, in the case of Kaczynski, what he put, you know, he, you said it was his second year at Harvard, so he's, what, 17? He was 17 years old, and, and he went through this for three years. And the way he... It was once de- a week, he the, kept going yeah, back. The way he defends himself is pretty incredible because, I mean, like you said, that it was it was very much like like straw man ad hoc attacks where they were just, it was just like being mean kind of, it wasn't yeah. really tearing apart his argument. They were trying to, but, but they were also just trying to be dicks. And he was just like, you know, pretty much he was just like, okay, well, you know, coming from you that that's not much like, and he was attacking them back and he was, he was like handling it very well, like handling the criticism, the at, critiques at least of his. That was what that recording was. Cause again, yeah. this, this went on for not, three yeah, years. Exactly. And, and so when people talk about this as an experience, they think that maybe this helped, you know, was a piece to the puzzle of uh, Ted Kaczynski becoming the Unabomber, that he had his ideas, his belief system, uh, that it just became that much more uh, embedded into his into who he is because of this. There's also the belief that, you know, uh, uh, if it was MK Ultra, was there some sort of mind control? And I don't think we're necessarily to that well, point. We, yeah, and I think what we should do, really, what the point of this is... Um, and for the sake of time, because we don't want to keep you guys forever, but um, you know, really, the question for this point is: is was this MK Ultra, right? Um, how about this? Less than less than MK Ultra, but was this a factor in Ted Kaczynski becoming violent later in life? But that I think, during his because he yeah. was he was subjected. I'll say I mean, this. If you think about like let's just say for sake of argument, 
Ted Kaczynski, by all intents and purposes, was was psychologically tortured for three years. And could that have had an effect on his psyche when he got into his mid-20s, well, late okay, 30s? Okay, so let me say that your question, could it have? Yeah, absolutely. Did it? No idea. And I, I think that, so that, that's why I want to get back to the MKL. Because, like, did it? I don't know. Could it have? Yes. Um, could could his could he have had um, you know problems with with missing parental affection for nine months? Maybe. Uh, could this have contributed to to his Unabomber identity? Maybe. Um, but I I think you know because again it's just this is truly speculation. Like what contributed to building him to to you know make bombs and mail them out. We don't know. Um, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think that this affected Ted. So Ted Kaczynski himself says this had zero effect on my psyche. So, so I think what's very important is is separating Ted Kaczynski, the yeah. person, from his manifesto. Um, so this is probably the biggest thing that we differ on is is um, whether you think, and this kind of goes into the third point, but this is you know whether you think that like what was the motivation for the manifesto? What was the motivation for the bombings? Was it as as I tend to believe more so, was it his his genuine belief in his manifesto, those words and what they mean and his his um, you know striking against uh, technology, or was it more of a uh, he was he felt slighted and it was personal revenge? So Ted, so I'll 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 talk about both sides of it. So okay. Ted Kaczynski had said that you know the reason for his bombing was to bring attention to his manifesto because nobody would have ever listened to him had he not you know if it was just Ted Kaczynski the ex mathematician pu- who's public, writing a manifesto now for nobody would have ever paid any attention True. to it but when it's the Unabomber's manifesto when it, and yeah. it's posted in the New York Times and the when Washington it's somebody Post, who's yeah who's a threat then you have to listen absolutely but there's other times where where even Ted very early in his and this is specifically in his diaries even says you know i'm doing this for revenge it is all personal uh he mentions revenge an awful lot in everything that he does and talks about and and he's even said like i don't think that uh i don't think he doesn't have any extrinsic motivation it's just simply that he felt slighted he felt angry and ted kaczynski's a small man i mean not physically but emotionally he is a small man to the he's point, had emotional issues he's got highlighted. emotional issues to the point where if somebody uh rides a dirt bike down his road he's gonna take an axe like what the hell sense does that even make i i, I think that you're onto something i do and i also think that reg- I, I think i think that ted kaczynski did truly believe in his manifesto and i i do believe but i think that it might have been at least to some extent inspired um by by his own personal issues, like like his own, you know, what he thought he needed vengeance over. But I, but I don't think that takes away from it being um, a genuine belief. And that's really, I think, the the argument because if if I don't even if know found, if Ted Kaczynski believes that half that bullshit. Well, that's and that's what the whole thing is: is does he believe it? You know, and I, I think he does because I think that his actions, his targets, all of that speaks to his to the greater motive speaks to him trying to destroy people who are who are advancing technology he from the beginning which we I made a point to ask about I made a point to to drop a pin here um you know early on when he was first teaching it was so he could you know buy land to go make a cabin 
to go live right. by himself away from technology. He has clearly genuinely been against technology. I no w- question. Yes, I believe that. But and I'll and so I'll use I want to use some of his journal entries and I'm I'm curious to your Please your, do. Yeah. what you say is that and he says in his journal entry and I quote, I certainly do not claim to be an altruist or to be acting in the good, whatever that is, of the human race, Kaczynski wrote. Uh, I merely act from a desire for revenge. I I I think writing that He's minimizing his importance because he sees the actual his actual end goals as important. So he's like, don't don't worry about me. Don't think I'm not the I'm not the leader you're looking for. Think think about the words. Think about the message. What I'm doing this for. For me, it's it's personal. For me, it's revenge. But for you, it could be more because this is what the world needs. Well, but he, so and, and another I want to put another one in there is that I believe in nothing. I don't believe in the cult of nature worshippers or wilderness worshippers. I'm perfectly ready to litter in the parts of the woods that are of no use to me. I often throw cans in log covered areas or in places much uh, frequented by other people. I do not find the uh, wilderness particularly healthy physically. I don't hesitate to poach. I mean, he. I mean, just even this. I believe in. Na- I mean, even this. Just, just bullshit. We got to be one with. We got to work through nature, and humans need to. And then that's. And I'm. I'm. I'm kind of diving into yeah. his manifesto, but it's like we got to live off the land, and he doesn't even believe that bullshit. But I think what he's saying again. I think he's minimizing his his role in it i think he's saying that this he's like don't look to me i'm the guy that's writing this i'm the guy that's that's getting this uh, getting attention to this but don't look at me as the hero here it's not that it's the what's important is the message so disregard me write me off who cares about ted kaczynski care about this so so i'm so let me just do this with with um some of the things that that i think and, and you touched on it that a lot of his bombings, I think, had to do with personal things that were happening. Now, because they took place over such a long period of time, and and again, Ted Kaczynski was very much alone in the wilderness um, by his neighbors, of course. But um, other than if you start matching things up with his journals, it's hard to tell like what happened to Ted, what motivated him to do these things. Um, I think his first bomb, I what happened just a couple of months after he was rejected by the female supervisor. I don't I think that yeah. actually was part of the reason I think you're right. that he did that. No, I think but I want to say this. Because no, I'll I, take it a step further. You tell me what you think, okay, but I won't take a step yeah. further. But no, I think you're right. And I, I, I don't think it negates the point I'm making. I think that that when he the the when he chose to do the the terrible things that he did, that had a lot to do with things that were happening in his personal life. What he was choosing to do spoke to a greater meaning at least in his mind i don't think so i don't think why so. would okay let me ask you this just as a hypothetical so he was rejected by a woman in his personal sure. life and that led to him sending a bomb to somebody who wasn't that woman or anybody she knew when he felt slighted by that woman well, why would he choose this path if he didn't care about this path so that's interesting too is that is and and maybe you can answer this for me too is Ted Kaczynski claims that the reason he sent the bomb to certain people, to computer scientists, to uh, university professors, because they were pushing this industrial revolution, or they were uh, pushing industrialization or technology, those kind of things. Scientific revolution. Scientific revolution, geneticist, uh, the ExxonMobil publicist, some guy with the last name... Two wood, guys yeah. with the last name Wood or so, or Wood, and then some guy who worked for the timber industry for for some reason. But but if he's doing that, 
he's just picking nobodies. Like he's literally just looks like he's grabbing, uh, he's going to a Rolodex and finding somebody who is in computer science or somebody who's like, these people aren't, aren't researchers. They're not heads of their fields. They're part of it, yeah, but they're not. That's exactly, I'm glad you asked. And, and I, I do have a, I, I, it's a theory. Okay. But, but my thoughts on that are because he's a person with an IQ of 167 who got away with doing this for a very long time. But what point was he trying to make then? He was still making the point that this industry needs to be hit, but he was doing it in a way that wouldn't get him caught immediately. Sure. Sure. I, Does that I, make, I mean, no, I understand that, that he didn't go for, he wasn't swinging for the fences. Yeah. He was, he was hitting it. He was yeah. getting some singles and doubles. Again, it had, it had right. to do with things going on in his personal life, but that doesn't take away from the point he's making. I think it does. I think Kaczynski was acting how other people took it. I don't think it was any motivation of his whatsoever. I don't. And if you look, so if, gotcha. you, if you look he at didn't what, care about the response I don't because think it was he personal. Did. Yes. Only. And in fact, there gotcha. wasn't a response. I mean, until he published this, the manifesto, it was just terror. It was just fear. And I think he liked that. I think he got a hard on for having that kind yeah, of stuff. Because sure, he's not, I'm not arguing his, his mental stability. I, I wouldn't argue the mental stability or the decision making of anybody who chooses to kill somebody else in any way. What I'm saying is that, again, it wasn't, it wasn't like it was random. You know, it, it wasn't like we found a pattern later. It happened to all be guys with brown hair. They were people involved in technological advancement. They were people involved in scientific technological advancement. There, there are certain beliefs, too, that Ted Kaczynski might have known some of these people. Yeah, um, maybe. That, that they were at the university at the same time. I don't know if he was... I, I don't think all of them were, though. No, no, not all of them no. were. But there and was a so belief there that were, some of them... So, so I think that just pushes the fact that this is a did, personal okay, vendetta. Okay, sure, but it did follow... But there was a very obvious pattern, and the people fit the pattern of what his manifesto was railing against. It did. The last two points that I want to make here is is you mentioned the airplanes. Like I can't figure I couldn't figure out for a long time why was Ted Kaczynski mad at airplanes? Like what I mean, the airplanes have been around. They I mean they're part of the industrial, but not really right. the points that he's trying to make in the manifesto. I think he was just flying over his head and yeah. he got mad about it. Well it, Which is just a little child throwing a temper tantrum. I'm not and I'm not even arguing that that a lot of his motivation wasn't kind of temper tantrum y, but I am arguing what I'm arguing is that it did all fit. It, 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 it did all fit his manifesto. It did everything. I, I I think it was just a look at me. I'm the Unabomber. Look at me. Sure, look but, at me. But I'm again, I, I feel like you can't dispute the targets. They did fit what he ended up saying he was against. Even if you don't believe that, that that's the reason, it did fit. I will end with with the last uh, bomb and the circumstances leading behind that. So uh, the very last bomb that Ted Kaczynski, and right before he published his manifesto, it was done five days after the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. And I really think it was this Ted Kaczynski of, oh my God, someone else is a bomber? No, I'm going to do an even more powerful bomb. And I'm going to do is, my manifesto. Take who is, that. Who is the, sorry, remind me, um, his last bombs because they his last two were within like days of each other right? they were they were they were within days but they were in the they were both in the same in june um uh, the, both of them were fatal one was in 90 it was in december of 94 and the oh, that's other right. one was, was june. in april or no of 95 oh that's right that's right sorry sorry yep, so they I'm, were about four four or five months okay from but one they were another. pretty yeah, yeah yeah but they were close they were close yeah. to one another yes and, so and who five are the targets uh, the first one, the one in December 94 was 
a the Exxon Mobil sure. uh, okay. person. Strange the environment. The, and then the one in 95 was just uh, a guy that was the head of the California Forestry Association. Forestry. Okay. Well, so. Wood. Which, just, just wood. But, I mean, again. I that one doesn't even fit. Well, yeah, it does because I'm sure there are legitimate gripes with how forestry handles preserving. You sure. Know, like I'm just I'm not I, th- I again, think it's I think it's Timothy McGay got a bunch of sure. uh All attention right. so now I'm going to do it and by the way I have a manifesto. Yeah, well, and and let's talk about that because that's our next main thing. The, the summary is that the industrial society must be or the industrial society inherently suppresses human freedoms and self-esteem and cannot be corrected by any means and well, will that's continuously just factually correct, that worsen. That, that that's uh, factually correct. Tay Kaczynski is not some sort of uh, uh, a genius no, well, for, for pointing out right. technological advances. Are people are they against tol- people? Yeah. Yes, that's always been the case. No, I know that's it, always well, been the case. That's my point. It, that's my whole point. My whole point is that if we, if we do remove Ted Kaczynski, the the points that he's making, the points that were being made in this manifesto, again from this unknown author in my example, they're they're. They're valid. They're valid points. Technology does alienate people. Technology does lead to, in some cases, worse, also better. But, but the we have to look at it in in scales. So it's like yes, tech technology is better in these areas. It makes it makes humanity better in these areas. It makes humanity worse in these. And if you look at the scales, worse is a way heavier scale. I, I I will disagree that technology. I don't I don't think technology is evil, but again, that's always been kind of the case. It's I like don't Technologies either. run amok, those kind of things. And I know people are going to say, and, and let's just even look at it through the lens of twenty twenty three. Is yeah. is it, it, and and I think especially now with AI is like I think we're starting that's to get a to whole the point new thing where that we don't even know the we, downsides of right. Like, and I think that's what a lot of people are starting to look at is like, oh my god, look what we've done with cell phone. Now, I mean, you can we took mm-hmm. the we took the automobile where now. It roads and those kind of things but now look at what like cell phones are following that same pattern is if you don't have a smartphone you're an ostracized kind of person absolutely yeah and that we're destroying nature we're destroying things in order to get our 4g 5g network towers again that's just like the the part about destruction of nature through all of the the scientific revolution and and the industrial revolution that's just a fact what the author or kaczynski what he does is he puts he, he simplifies the human condition too much yes are we designed to survive of course, but humans, humans in nature, we are not a, we are a survivalist, but what makes humans special is not the, uh, the survival, because we're not the biggest, we're not the strongest, we're not the fastest of the animal kingdom, but we are the smartest. Like, right. I, I know what you're saying. And, and, and where, so if you track it, what, what, why did our intelligence specifically put us at the top of the food chain? It was through innovation. I think it was through invention a lot of through the time. Through invention, and yeah. then even if you look at like when humans need, when their needs are being met, humans are creative. That is what we strive to do. We don't just strive to become a a. We don't just strive to live. Maybe that's what Ked Kaczynski wanted to do. Right. But we I see what you're we strive to create things, whether it's art, music, whether it's a podcast, is when yeah. my needs are being met. Yeah. You know, but we can't focus on that. We can't enjoy things until if we're in we, a state of nature. If we we're in need a state, the, the yes. stability of, of and, some form of society. And, and so, yes, well, I realize there are very specific examples people want to rally against. They're very specific. Is there times where it gets out of control? Maybe a little bit. Yeah. But what's the alternative? 
I mean, really, what is the alternative well, we're about if to, you're not? I think the thing is, and why people resonate with it, is because I think we're we're going to see it. Like, we're going to see what the alternative is, because pretty soon, there's not going to be an option, because pretty soon, I mean... Well, that was. A I would say thing with Earth is on its last legs already. Well, but that was the thing with with it with it is that we can't go back. Is we can't go back unless we destroy everything. You can't just exactly. say we've made it. Once the once the genie is out of the bottle, yeah, it is not going back. And I agree with that, and that's why I kind of agree in general in the sense that, and it, it's not necessarily for the points that he was raising, or again, just to to take him out of it, the author was raising. It's it's not it's not the. I agree that. Like you said, once the genie's out of the bottle, we can't go back. We can just destroy the bottle. And I think that that's going to be imposed on us. I think that all of the things that we are doing now, all of the innovations, have led to our slow destruction. But I think that's human nature. Is we are, we yeah. are a... I think if you start looking at biology, if you believe in evolution, the reason yeah. that, that... I mean, there's been a lot of humanoid-type of species around but the reason that the homo sapiens are the ones that 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 survived um that thrived is because we are by nature very aggressive we are by nature very we are going to go and conquer that's just who we are and how our brains are programmed and that is not going to go away i'm not going to argue um, with evils no but i think i think also as we mentioned they're a, a big part of that at first the need that needs to be met is survival instinct like we both said, you yes. know, we started. That's a baseline. Pretty soon, that's going to be relied upon when our planet's about to be destroyed. I think. I think. Okay, I understand. And, and at that point, we do have to radically overthrow and go back to pre-industrial revolution times. And and at that point, the world will be better. Will's. I don't know if it'll be better because we won't be destroying the world. We won't. Okay, but but I mean. If we do away with all automobiles right now, the world will be better. Not necessarily the human experience, but sure. the world will be better. Sure, but at, and that's but at what the, point have we ever cared about the human experience or the, the world? The world versus of, the human experience. No, we haven't. We and that's have. the whole point of the manifesto. I don't know if that's the entire point. But, but that's what people are taking from it. Um, I think they take some. I, I, some. Yeah. I think some people do. I think, I think that's why it's appealing is because people are recognizing what we're doing to the well, world well, and they're going, well, what's the cause of it? It's industrial revolution. Well, but it's not just so. So and then the final point, couple points that I'll, I'll make is I don't when people are I mean, you can kind of fish for what you want out of it. I mean, some people are some people who don't believe in environmentalism. Um, who don't believe in, in, in the science of yeah. Uh, yeah. climate change, those kind of things, are going to look at and be like, look at the Twitter and the Facebook and how that's uh, making, what that's doing to generations and those kind of things. And so you can kind of extrapolate to different things with it. Because again, he just there's just such a, a trope of, look at the bad things that are happening. So you can kind of plug and play your own totally, you're personal right. beliefs with that. You're and, right. And really, I don't, again, I think, I think the manifesto, it misses the forest for the trees. It does. It, 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 it very much, um, um, yeah, looks it, at humans in a very simplistic yeah, point well, of view. It does. And it doesn't take into account the technology is good for a lot of people in a lot of ways. If you it take it taking well, out to account the digital, you know, it's putting, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know, medical uh, no, no, advancements right. and, okay. and all those things that we've been able to accomplish. I'm not convinced that Ted Kaczynski wasn't against the VCR. He probably was. He probably was. And, I, I mean... 
I don't, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know enough about the VCR to know about the pros and cons, but there's probably some cons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now you can watch shows whenever you want. Well, not even. What is this? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, uh, but, but more, more realistically, um, no, I just like everything, all of these innovations are done. The goal is, can we do this? We did this. It's not, should we do this? And again, that's not science's job and it shouldn't be. That's that's the point. Science doesn't work effectively if scientists are the ones to try to stop themselves ethically. Science shouldn't be concerned with that, but something should. Some some something should be concerned with ethics at every step of human development, and it hasn't always been. Do you think Ted Kaczynski was the Zodiac killer? No, because we know who the Zodiac killer was, and we know who Ted Kaczynski was. Who was the Zodiac? We never caught him. I don't know about this. I don't know if I want to... Because this might be spoiling an episode. And also just saying Ted Cruz um, is... <laughs> just makes is it dirty. Thing. No, I'm fine with it. I'm comfortable with it. That's not the, just, the issue. I just don't want to give away a future episode. So if you guys have stuck with us this whole time, uh, first of all, thank you. You know, be looking forward. We're going to try to post on a semi-regular schedule. Um, I'll say this. At the very least... Um, you know, once a month, but probably closer to once every two or three weeks. Um, we'll, we'll, you know, I'm not going to hold us down to something for sure. Hopefully we'll get into a regular rhythm, but for now, um, uh, I think we are, I think we're, we're planning to meet every week. If not every, yes. uh, it, there probably might be a gap here and there. Yeah. Uh, my job. Hopefully again, ideally once every two weeks would be, it would be ideal. Yeah. Um, I, I, we might even, we might, you know, we're going to try strive for two to three episodes a month. Yeah, exactly. That, yep. That's our goal. Yep. That would be that would be ideal. So that's that's the goal. Um, like I said, if you guys have stuck with us to the end, thank you so much. Um, we'll yeah, it, it'll be it'll be a, a heavy week of editing. I'm gonna figure out how to get this sounding great for our return, and then um, so you guys will hear the finished product. But anyway, thank you so much. Uh, I've yeah. been Ted again. Check check us out on on Twitter. Yeah, uh, say your check name us though, out because it has to go together. I'm Ted. I'm JJ. Okay, yeah, and check us out on Twitter. <laughs> check us out on Twitter. Uh, we've got Instagram. We are just starting the TikTok. I have been told by Ted we are not allowed to have a Facebook, so I uh, have not started that yet. I'm hoping I can wear them down because I understand Facebook, but I don't understand the TikTok. Yeah, but understanding something, like, I I vaguely understand Mein Kampf, but I don't want to have a copy of it in my house. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we're doing some things with social media, and, yeah. and if you guys have conspiracies... Uh, yeah, give us some suggestions. Yeah. We have a pretty good list going um, of, of our return apps, but uh, yeah, definitely hit us up and let us know. Um, and do you know off the top of your head our Twitter handle is still at CTArgue? At CTArgue, yes. yes. Okay, so uh, yeah, find us on Twitter primarily at CTArgue. As JJ said, we do have an Instagram, um, and I think our Twitter is a link to our Instagram. And, yes, and our uh, our, our um, is conspiring to argue is our Instagram. Uh, that's our handle. Okay, all right, perfect. So it should yeah, be pretty did, easy to find. Weird. Nobody had that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah, Nobody Picked a really uh, long, convoluted uh, name. Conspiring uh, dot org is our uh, TikTok. Oh, uh, okay. I think you can just look at us under conspiring to argue. I think you'll yeah. find us that way. Hopefully. I um, don't know how it works. I don't, yeah. Oh, I'm watching it right now. This guy has a turtle. Oh, look at oh, him go. Okay. Anyway. Um, That's a big turtle. So this is, what's a pig turtle? No, it's a big turtle. I heard you. All right. Um, so I, I think it's time for a sign I think off. it's going to bite him. Oh, my God. This is definitely um, making it in, unfortunately. Oh I'm, I, I've never, 
I just, I was today, why is this woman dancing? Oh, she has some moves. Dude, all right, we got to wrap it up so I, JJ can explore TikTok. But thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, she's shaking her butt now.